welcome back listeners to another episode of HTO Football's Photography Series. My name's Andrew Timbrell and today I'm joined by the very talented, up-and-coming, young sports photographer, Chloe Knott. Chloe, welcome to the show. How are you? Are you well? I am good, thank you. Yeah, very good. Thank you for having me on. No, pleasure, pleasure. We were just chatting off air beforehand about sort of the build-up to this episode and we've been speaking to some really, yeah. really experienced uh, photographers uh, that have been yeah. Been on the block for a few years now, should I say decades, but they might be listening. Um, <laughs> you're very, very much at the start of your exciting career. Um, it's great to have your perspective mm. today. Um, I guess your career has kind of really taken off in the last two or three years, right, with some great sort of accolades. You've been Champions League finals, you've been at yeah. um, some Olympic events. Now you're on HDO. Mm. But, I, mean, <laughs> I know, this is the absolute highlight. I can... <laughs> It's um, it's all come up to this, hasn't it? It's just all led exactly, to this, point, yeah. really. Yeah, it's all led. Um, yeah, it's all been for this. But if we can just, I guess, kick it back all the way back, sort of not too many years ago now, um, <laughs> to the right from the right from the beginning for you. When, when was the first time you sort of found sport to be your, um, not necessarily a camera, but maybe sport in general being like a passion for, for you? Uh, well, for me, it kind of came from photography. I kind of I wasn't necessarily the most. I mean, it was always. The thing you know you watch the olympics when it was on you watched wimbledon or whatever when it was on but it wasn't a big passion of mine it was kind of when picking up photography and i kind of fell into doing a bit of sports stuff i sort of really picked up the passion for it and got interested in it really oh, that's interesting so it was yeah. so was there a moment where you started to see yourself analyzing how things were shot and videoed and stuff like that on, on screens um i think yeah, I think as you sort of start off, start off it sort of a hobby, you're like, oh, this is fun. This is interesting. This is nice. And oh, you might get one nice picture here and there and go, oh, that, that was a bit of a fluke or it was skill or whatever. But, um, mm. but then the more you do, the more you kind of realise, oh, I kind of know what you like, you know more what to look for mm. and kind of realising that this is something I was really interested in doing and wanting to pursue and wanting to get better at. Yeah, you've definitely, there's a, there's a definite style to your photography. When we first started looking up who we wanted to get onto the show, we came across your, your page on social media and immediately it was just such a striking um, style that you've got with the lighting, very dramatic. Um, is, is that something that you've, that you've sort of honed over the years or is it quite a natural thing that you like to do in that way? I think it's always something that kind of when I started out that you're kind of just hearing from other very experienced photographers and people in the industry that you kind of got to stand out and try and make yourself noticed I mean there's a lot of people doing it now so there's a lot of competition so you kind of want to make yourself stand out from the crowd and mm. if that's one way of doing it then it, it is but um obviously I think just coming from a sort of slightly sort of artistic background not just from a sports background I've kind of always wanted to use that within the photography as well yeah so you had a, a degree in was it theatre yeah I did well it was technical theatre that I was doing right. at university which is not like photography at all but um I think always having been quite artistic and doing that through college uni and whatever it was something mm. that I wanted to use within photography not sort of completely discount it mm. keep, keep that within it really yeah you've transferred those skills over like you're saying yeah yeah so how did it all lead up to the point where in sort of 2018 I think it was where you get the, mm -hmm. you, get the you get like a call from your from your about the Olympic committee wanting you to go yeah to, yeah yeah it literally was a phone call I was sort of yeah. randomly stood in Tesco's and you get a random call from Switzerland going what, what is this <laughs> I don't remember what this is about yeah but yeah so it was 
I was, yeah, I was kind of just sort of plugging away, doing it as sort of a hobby and trying to get more experience and realising that kind of then at that point, realising this is really something that I would want to do and try and pursue as a career. Mm. So it was one of those things that I sort of, I just randomly applied for thought because you'd be getting to work with such amazing photographers like Bob Martin, Simon Bruti. It's worth just putting your name out there and showing them your stuff. Mm. And then, yeah, somehow randomly managed to get it. And it was, yeah, it was a, it was a massive achievement and incredible to get. But um, yeah, it was a very random phone call, but. <laughs> yeah, you just scan as you shop or something like that was it. And then you... well, I, Yeah, it was one of those, I just mind my own business. Remember the phone went, I just dropped my basket and left it there and, and sort of ran out the shop. It was quite oh, ridiculous, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing how sort of how sport has changed some three years on, right? Um, oh, I know. We didn't imagine yeah. it would be like this now. Yeah, I mean, we, we've, we've spoken to, um, we mentioned before Andy and Stu on the pod about how it's changed yeah. as an industry with the whole COVID and no fans yeah. and stuff. How, how has that impacted you? I mean, massively. Like, obviously, for at the beginning there were three four months where it just obviously disappeared and we didn't know when it was going to come back how it was going to come back what it would look like for us when it was back especially kind of being so early on in my career as well not knowing how uh, it, it would impact us and sort of smaller mm. jobs but um luckily I mean luckily just to sort of come up to this point and still be working in it is it is is great really because there were definitely times when you're wondering if you'd ever be it felt like if you ever shoot a football match again or, or ever mm. do anything like that again mm. but luckily we're sort of still plodding along and hopefully with a bit more of a light at the end of the tunnel now that we should yeah be, yeah be able to get back to some level of normality soonish yeah i mean with on aside from the photography series we've been we've done a film series before and we've also been speaking to a lot of range of guests we spoke to peter drury um commentator a few weeks back and he was yeah, saying yeah. that you almost in this scenario you almost have to just look at the positive so for example without any fans there obviously there's the emotional side of, of his job that's not there but then he also gets yeah. to hear what the coaches are saying and you can hear every word the player says so it's it's just i guess a whole different experience isn't it yeah i mean one thing one positive you can kind of draw from it at the moment with there's obviously been a lot of restricted access to your bigger Premier League matches, Champions League, whatever, which is kind of what we'd usually be doing day to day. Mm. But it's given us the opportunity to go to smaller grounds and do different things that we wouldn't usually get to do, do more featurey sort of shoots to mm. I don't know, non-league or lower league stuff that usually you just don't sort of have the time to do or it's not sort of the priority. Mm. But yeah, so that has been one thing that has been nice to mm. sort of not just always shoot, especially now shooting in big mm. empty stadiums, can't, isn't the most yeah. it Sorry. isn't the best opportunity for pictures mm. really or yeah so is there a particular is there a, is there a particular sport in like that you you wake up and you can't wait to get to that venue because that's your thing or, or do you just enjoy all of it uh, I think I mostly enjoy all of it I mean there's been a lot of I've been mainly shooting football especially this past couple of years so you kind of yeah, just get very used to doing that all the time but tennis is another one that I mm. absolutely love doing getting to do Wimbledon last year was a massive or well, two years ago so yeah yeah massive highlight and um yeah so hopefully we'd like to do more of that sort of stuff in the future yeah. we've spoken to Andy and Stu about the whole social media aspect of mm. things now and how you know I can take a pretty decent photo <laughs> on, <laughs> on on this thing here on like phone, yeah yeah Samsung Edge um other phones are available by the way but um, <laughs> I do think that there, there's there's something about that phenomena, isn't it, as well? Like 
that you, you can take a pretty decent picture these days. Um, do, do you feel, is that, is that something that you're sort of aware of that you're always trying to sort of not compete with just your, your, your sort of your person on Instagram, but as in, like as an industry, what, what challenge do you think that throws a young photographer now? I think for our generation, especially because I came into this and social media was just a part of it. It wasn't necessarily something that we were, you know, it wasn't like, as you said, with Stuart shooting for years and then it's sort of an now and added on. Yeah, it happened to, to, adapt to it, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was just always something that was there. So it was kind of, was part, not part of the job already or mm-hmm. something that you're just very used to. And it, it's got great sides to it in terms of sort of viewing other, getting to see other people's work and getting to yeah. get inspiration from that getting to put your work out there to show to other people mm. but I think as you mentioned there with Stuart on sort of a club side and having done a few bits of work for like Man City and FA and stuff it is kind of more part of the job but I think when you're like I'm sort of an agency photographer it's it's kind of I kind of look at it as sort of the added bonus at the end you can't get too sort of wrapped in with going oh I better find something for my Instagram or God, get something for it you kind of you, you can't shoot like that because that you're not going to be doing your job properly on the day oh, yeah. getting the right pictures yeah so I think you just have to kind of treat it as that sort of added bonus if you get something nice and you can put it on there great if you don't then you just forget about it and don't think about that really yeah yeah yeah. I guess we're tapping into a bit of advice as well aren't we for sort of mm. young photographers your age and sort of the uh, uni right now that have a passion for it what would you say Chloe to someone at uni now who's studying sports journalism or or art or theatre for that mind what would you say in terms of what are the what are the things to to just stay true to yourself and values that you need um yeah I'd say as I said when I earlier when I sort of started out it was definitely sort of try and find your own sort of not your own style but something that that maybe tries and set set yourself apart from the crowd because Mm. as I said there's a lot of people out there there's a lot of fantastic there's a lot of young people now out there doing this there's a whole generation coming through but Mm. um just find that thing that you really like and sort of don't be scared to sort of try everything like don't just stick to oh I love football and all I want to shoot is football and go Mm. to Arsenal or whatever try and try doing cricket and whatever rock climbing I don't know anything Mm. random because you never know what you might pick up Mm. shooting that smaller sport that you can then lend to doing something else or just generally improve your photography Mm. it's interesting because when I was doing a bit of research into this series really and that was just like random google searches you know like Mm. sports sports photos of the year 2000 2005 2008 I was around then um and (laughs) sadly but um it was really interesting that a lot of pictures were coming up with things like surfing and rock climbing like you said Mm -hmm. those sorts of those those sorts of sports that we don't necessarily think of in this country do we we think of like football and rugby and um there's such a range of sports out there they're so great to capture aren't they is there a is there a particular i know we mentioned earlier but is there a particular sport that you feel suits sports photography better because of the intensity or something like a tennis or boxing um I mean, they, they all kind of, as much as it is all sort of cap, capturing action, live action quickly, it, they, there is a lot of, there's different ways to shoot everything, like from shooting football to shooting uh, skiing, like I was doing last January, there is a lot of different skills that you can apply to each one, really. So as much as it is all the same thing, it, there are different ways of doing at the early stage of your career you've had how many sports roughly like ballpark figure have you have you professionally shot um <laughs> I think having got to do a couple of like Olympics yeah events, yeah 
those naturally you're doing a different sport every day which has been yeah. great because it really tests you and you're as I said sort of lending different skills to different sports on a daily yeah, basis you, so you must be you must be building up such a breadth of knowledge you know doing that so like uh, yeah little... hopefully <laughs> Thing. I wanted to just get some of your thoughts on some quick questions, really. Go, uh, Chloe. Yeah, counter yeah. attack, counter attack on HTO. Shortest possible, <laughs> shortest possible answers um, would be great. Um, that, that always <laughs> tends to be the challenge. That always, that's always the challenge, trying to get them short. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not the actual questions. Right. The first one is we always ask this to our guests: Ronaldo or Messi? Messi. Favorite sport to photograph, even though I've mentioned already. Uh, tennis. Favourite sport to watch as a fan? Uh, football. Sporting hero? Um, oh, Andy Murray. <laughs> Netflix series to watch at the moment? Oh, The Dawn. It's, well, it's not a series, but I was going to say, kind of on the rock climbing thing, I watched, was it The Dawn War? Oh yeah, I've I need to see that. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, have, have you seen um you've got to watch Free Solo. That's really that's that you've Yeah, you've, that's, that, I've heard of that on that one's on my list. Yeah. As well. If you like Dawn Wall, you'll really like Free Solo. That's fantastic. That yeah, was actually okay. one of my favorite sports documentaries ever, actually. I remember watching that thinking, this is just insane. Like this Yeah, is I've heard absolutely. a lot about it. Yeah. Phenomenal. Um so I've really ruined the uh quick fire um and then the last question which is a, a part of the furniture on hto you've got three dinner guests take away at yours chloe in the sporting world dead or alive who are you inviting over oh god well as we've already said andy murray as yeah. sporting hero um i'm gonna go with Uh, Sue Barker, so I'm sure she's got some fantastic nice. you know, stories to tell. Yeah, good choice. But those two would get uh, on really well as well. Oh, yeah, exactly. They, they a very Wimbledon theme going on here. Oh, God, yeah. Um, maybe maybe uh, Federer, something like that. <laughs> yeah, why not? Just have him as well. <laughs> um, anyone else? Um, I think it'd be quite a serious party at the moment, Chloe. But no, no, I need someone more entertaining. Not, not that, not that Andy and Sue are. I'm sure. No, I've got, no, of course not. No, um, I doubt. I doubt they're listening. But. No, let's go with Messi, as we've already said him. Oh, okay. Before. That's fair enough. The only another name I can think of. Yeah, that's quite a very star-studded uh, takeaway. That that is for sure. Um, so just yeah. just to, just to wrap up, Chloe. Um, thanks again, obviously, for, for jumping on. It's been fantastic to get your perspective. Um, really gets a round picture for us on the series and. Uh, yeah, just um, all the best for the future. And um, again, first, of, not firstly, lastly, congratulations on your award at the Sports Journalist. Uh, oh, the thank week. you very much. Well yeah. done for that. Um, so, yeah, onwards and upwards. If you want to follow um, Chloe, she's on Twitter, Instagram, uh, and also your, your website, Chloe, yeah? Yeah, that's just yeah. on links. Wicked. social media yeah great so click away guys and um check out close fantastic work but again chloe thanks for joining us today on hdo and uh yeah all the best for the year ahead no worries thank you for having me on okay so that is the end of our photography series guys a massive thank you to all of our guests andy bernstein stuart mcfarlane and chloe Knott, and also sam and megan the students who joined us for the journey lastly but no means least 
obviously you guys, the listeners. Thanks for tuning in. We really hope you've enjoyed the series. If you could drop us a tweet on Twitter at HTO Football with your feedback, that would be fantastic. Or even better, maybe an idea for a new series. Tom and I would be really interested to find out what you guys would like us to chat about. That's all for today, guys. See you next time. Take care.